So it's August. I feel like nothing important happens in August. It's kind of true. Although we get we get some rumors. Yeah, I, so did you read the Bloomberg piece today about what we sort of what we know about the iPhone 8? Some of it. I did not read all of it. You don't, um, want, you don't want spoilers, I understand. I, exactly. You know me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a purist. I didn't feel like there's a lot in there that we hadn't already quote unquote known about, right? Right. It was just sort right. of putting a whole picture together. Well, and part of the point was a lot of these things have already been in other phones. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Which is not really surprising. Right. Um, because that's often the case. Well, and I think it's- that even made the point that Apple tends to do stuff you know not not necessarily be a first mover on a lot of technologies right but but like come in later and perfect them and make them much more usable yeah yeah uh with the exception perhaps in this case of that the whole like 3d scanning face free face scanning thing that is supposedly replacing touch id which does mm-hmm. seem to be not a thing that is really being used anywhere else yeah and i'm still and very ties quest- back to comes 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 from some company they acquired right not right. that long ago yeah I'm still very, I don't want to say skeptical, that's too strong a word, I feel like, but I'm still very curious about that as a technology. Me too. Because it seems like, I mean, people have sort of, you know, I've seen a lot of people talking about it be like, oh, I was really like knee-jerk against it. And then I thought about more and was like, well, you know, maybe this wouldn't be so bad. I I, I feel like I am still heavily in the, "Eh, I don't know, tab, (laughs) like sort of, I I really like Touch ID. I've been a big fan of it since day one. Yeah. And this could be better in some circumstances, but it also still seems like there are a lot of circumstances where it could be worse. Right. But it also, at the same time, it seems like it unlocks other capabilities, um, like the thing that Jason had suggested, right? If mm-hmm, I remember, mm-hmm. like, remembering this correctly, is that, you know, it would stop, like, constantly trying to alert you um, when you're looking right at the phone. Right. Sure. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a, a an idea of, like, presence now, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's interesting. I think I was thinking about this this morning because, like, for example, on Touch ID, I have, you know, uh, so it allows you up to, like, five fingerprints, essentially. Um, And for me, I have, like, both my thumbs, both my index fingers. And then the fifth one is usually my girlfriend's, like, one of her fingers so that she can unlock my phone and not have to have me unlock it all the time. Right. And so I'm wondering if Face ID also, to a certain degree, might make that easier, like, if I will be able to authenticate someone else and be like yeah mm-hmm. i'll let my girlfriend unlock my phone because a lot of times like i'm driving and she want like is trying to do something on the phone like play a podcast yeah. or whatever or i yeah. guess you just have to shove it in my face <laughs> to or- unlock it i guess that maybe that's <laughs> safe I've, i don't know or i've died <laughs> <laughs> it's a real risk just preparing for the inevitable <laughs> yeah i mean someday <laughs> someone else might want to unlock my phone sure. there's there's exactly. some pearls of wisdom in my notes app that's all i'm saying <laughs> Also, my notes for mine are all Pasco protected. <laughs> my are all my. They're all basically just like notes for the last four seasons of Arrow too, and I, that's that's gold right there. So somebody's gonna you want gotta that. Pa- Pasco protect yeah. those. <laughs> you uh, don't want anybody reading reading the synopsis of. I'm not gonna lie. The, the passcode is like Robert Queen or something. <laughs> Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. There's not a lot new in there, but it's also Bloomberg trying to gin up hits in August in a month, which is otherwise just sure. sort of dead. 
Um, right. So, but it's we're getting towards the end of August, uh, which means this is not probably that far off. There are still are there still rumors floating around that, that this particular iPhone, whether it be the eight or whatever maybe delayed or not delayed like appear later than the other phones i thought that i mean those had been earlier and now everyone seems to be saying at least what i was reading last week um that uh no it's actually going to be on time interesting okay so i'm not surprised by that i feel like there are always rumors that they're going to delay these phones and then it ends up being like yeah. no that was just yeah they were well, like I mean, when the one thing where nobody's talking about is the 7s yeah uh Interesting. I mean, I, the implication from that Bloomberg article was that all of these, the eight, let's call it the eight for this purposes, eight, seven S, and seven S plus would essentially all be all have the same processor, which would be like the A eleven, uh-huh. across the board, uh, and that the major differentiation would be in like additional features, right? And so, right. yeah, but it is a, it's a good question of like they're not simply. I don't think they're going to slap a new processor in. And new better cameras, right? Because they're always better cameras on the 7S and 7S Plus and call it a day because that seems pretty underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. And and realistically, that's the phone that most people are going to buy. Right, especially if they're doing this in the lower quantities, as people have rumored. Yeah, because uh, the, the 8's going to be very expensive and it's also probably not going to ship in huge quantities. So, you know, even if you want one, you might not be able to get one. Right, I, and so that's the question over the 7S and the 7S Plus. There's usually, even in the S revision years, there is usually some sort of additional feature. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so unless it's just cameras, I, I think it's possible that the dual camera setup could be on both the 7S and 7S Plus, and especially they're talking about like a vertically oriented pair rather than yeah. horizontally oriented. I kind of wonder yeah. if we'll see that across the line. Yeah, don't know. I mean, we just haven't, we haven't seen, you know, we've seen a number of mock-ups of what the eight's supposed to look like, but nothing about the seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's, there's a lot of open questions about all of these phones and I'm kind of wondering, <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering for my part what to do about it because I feel like from a technology writing standpoint for my job, the eight is the, obviously the phone to get just because for yeah. me, it makes it so much more feasible to do a lot of the stuff I need to write about. Mm-hmm. But I'm also always wary when going into like new model years because these things are like super buggy. Like the 7S and 7S Plus will be solid, really good phones, I'm sure. So, oh, yeah. And they'll be cheaper, as you said. I mean, I would. Yeah, right. I mean, well, you, you know what I'm doing. <laughs> you are. Uh... I'm, not getting, I'm not getting a phone until spring, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, man. You're, you're off the uh, train. You're on the you're on the regional, not on the express. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm. You know, and I'm. A, I'm. A, well, I haven't seen the new phones yet. I mean, I might get some. I might get some serious. Uh, is this a tra- some serious uh, non-buyer's remorse? Yeah. Is this a patented but, John Moltz move where it's like, yeah, I'm not buying a new phone, and then like a then like, like a five phone. minutes after the keynote, you're like, oh yeah, I totally ordered three iPhone eights. <laughs> Why three? I don't even know. I'm not giving them to my family or anything. I just bought three. (laughs) I mean, I guess the, the, I have, you know, I have not looked at the dimensions of the thing, but it's still probably, I mean, I think it's still probably too big for me. I mean, I'm assuming it's too big. You had like a, did you have like a six or a six? I had a six and then I had a six S. Okay. So you've used I did not personally have a seven. My my wife and my son both have sevens. I mean, the seven's identical to the six or six S size wise. Basically. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's just, that's too big for me. Do you have Donald Trump hands? Is that the problem? I don't have Donald Trump. My hands are, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like it. 
That's I fine. don't like being able to reach the not being able to reach the top corner with my thumb. Top well, right corner. Oh, so what if in that scenario where like on the eight and there's that rumor about putting like back buttons in the bottom left, like would that would yeah. that change your mind? I'd consider it. Okay. I still I also just like a smaller phone. Yeah. I mean I, I pick up I pick up a four sometimes and I think, man, that's a sweet phone. <laughs> <laughs> I just pick them up and find the screen so cramped. Like my mom still has a five S, and I like pick, use hers sometimes. Like I'm fixing something, I'm always like, "This feels like a toy phone." I just, I just like it. I mean, I like the way it fills my pocket and the whole, the whole thing. So, right. you know, whatever. Cool. It's cool. We're allowed <laughs> the to world. Have, the world has moved on. We're allowed to have a behind. difference of opinions where one of us just is enlightened, the other one is a savage. It's fine. <laughs> pile some sticks around me and leave me here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so to move off phone stuff for a second, I, we actually yeah. have like relevant news today to discuss perhaps, um, which is, so oh, John, what do you yeah. use, what do you use for backups? <laughs> well, um, I currently use arc and Amazon, but, um, that's probably going to change and it's probably not going to be the crash plan. That's for sure. Yeah, so I am a Crash Plan user, and today, yeah. uh, as we record this, Crash Plan has announced that they're basically getting out of the consumer backup game and refocusing entirely on small businesses and enterprise. Uh, so yeah, uh, mm -hmm. I guess I'm in the lookout. I'm in on the lookout for a new backup solution, which yeah. is a little bit annoying because you know I spent you spent all that time in the initial backup of like an online service, like uploading all that crap mm -hmm. terabytes right. of data now you have to do that all over have to again do that right. all the frick over again yeah. uh and i'm kind of on the fence about that so i know you and lex both use arc right and right. you use uh, yep. amazon how much can yeah. i can i ask how much does that roughly end up costing because you have to pay for i mean i know the arc is like a one-time thing but like you have to then pay for was aws or whatever yeah well and that's the thing it was six i think it was 60 bucks um annually for unlimited storage Oh yes, um, but now they're changing that, and so the price is going up. Um, so I'm probably not going to use it anymore. Interesting. Um, so I'm thinking I might go to Backblaze. I but. know people. I you know I I've known lots of people who like Backblaze a lot. Um, Joe Kissel. I read his article on um, Tidbits this morning mm -hmm. about Crash Plan. Oh yeah. man, I just went to yep. the Backblaze site, and there's a nice big label that says "We welcome Crash Plan customers" on it. Those guys are yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he said Backblaze was their runner-up uh, after Crash Plan. Right. Um, and my, I, I've had problems for years with Crash Plan's Mac implementation. I think is a piece of shit because um, it for a long time it was still like Java based. Okay, I was trying to remember which one was. I knew one of them was. Yeah, um, it was Crash Plan. Yeah. Okay. So their app it looked sucked. it looked like from the oh, uh, screenshots too. on Backblaze that it was not yeah. uh, Java based. I feel like Backblaze has like a um just like a system preferences pane or something or at least did. Yeah, I think that's what it that's what it looked like anyway. Certainly a lot more attractive and I know people I think our friend Peter Cohen has done some work for them. Yeah. Yeah, yep. so like I know I know people who like them. Um hey, I just scrolled down and there one of the images on their website has a Yeti microphone next to a one of those little Sphero BB-8 toys. I'm like, I'm loving these guys already. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Pricing seemed like it was uh, comparable. Like, Yeah, it's 50, 50 bucks a year. Oh, yeah. So it's actually, I think it looks it like, looks, I mean, it looks, looks, from their side, it looks like it was less than Crash Plan. 
Yeah, fifty bucks a year and uh, or five bucks a month. It looks like probably. Um, yeah, and then the, and then there are like if you if you go for more years, you can get um, like discounted pricing. I think if they, I think they go up to like a two year subscription, and you get like some percentage off. So I'm not sure about these uh, these like uh, testimonials on the Backblaze page, though. <laughs> yeah, they there's seem a bunch of assholes sketchy. who really like this thing. <laughs> Walt Mossberg. I mean, he retired, so like we can't take anything. Yeah, that's he has right. To say that's right. Yeah. Some um, John, John John Gruber, Gruber but, person. But they pay him. Oh. They pay him because oh. he they they advertise on his uh, mm. podcast. Mm. And then some other guy. And then this other guy. Yeah, this uh, controversial app developer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I trust any of those guys. It's very shaky. Um, yeah. Well, I'll check that out. Uh, I am. Uh, I, it seems like I said I've heard very good things about them for years, and there was a time where like Crash Plan and Backblaze basically seemed like a coin flip. Um, yeah, and so now that both of those sides of the coin are the same thing, I guess it's not that important. <laughs> um. So yeah. Well. Okay, I guess we solved my problem, so that's good. I, well, it's like your choices are pretty slim now. Yeah. I had, like, <laughs> Once the, the uh, things get winnowed win down, there's really not much more to say. I like the idea of ARC based on what you and Lex have said, but it also sounds like just a little bit on the fussy side. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't seem, especially with the pricing changes at Amazon, like it's not quite as cut and dried. And I like, I, I do certainly, right. there's appeal to the all-in-one service. It's like, pay five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year it's just done yeah. you don't have to worry about setting up anything else etc yeah i do i do recall now that i think about this i do recall some people saying a few years ago um that they had gone to get their stuff from backblaze and it didn't work <laughs> oh like they got a drive shipped in yeah i have heard about um, it. i do feel like i heard about I, that they were well. very very isolated incidences um but I think I remember like two people um, mentioning that. Now, of course, I haven't because <laughs> I'm an idiot. I haven't done, you know, I haven't tried to back my stuff up from Arc either. So, oh yeah, same here. I never, I've never tried to restore <laughs> anything from Crash Plan. So, I don't, yeah, I mean, that's that, that that just seems like. I mean, you should do that level of testing, but well, mm, so boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, so right now, like my Mac Mini, which is like my canonical server in my house where I try to store most stuff. Um, has a super duper backup that runs once a day, which is just onto like a well, one terabyte external hard drive. And I recently I was kicking around different ideas for backing up both my iMac and my MacBook Air because so on my old iMac it had both an internal SSD, which was like two fifty six, and an internal one terabyte hard drive. It was not a fusion drive, it was two separate drives. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'd used the for years i had backed up my laptop to the one terabyte drive in the imac just as like just using time machine essentially yeah um just like why not it's there it's you can like use it like a network time machine but like when i bought the new imac it only has a 512 internal ssd so i'm like well i'm not doing that anymore um so i was like looking around a bunch of options thinking about getting an nas or something like that and jason snell suggested to me well you could actually just use uh, you already have OS X server. You can use Time Machine server in there and essentially just back up to a drive connected to your Mac Mini. And I was like, oh, well, that actually would be a lot cheaper and a lot easier. So I bought like a three or four terabyte drive, plugged mm-hmm. it in. Uh, and yeah, I basically just have that as a server now 
for the iMac and the MacBook Air and seems to work and, pretty well. Um, Mac OS 10 server now is just like a, it's like a $20, yeah, it's 20 bucks app, um, that you download from the Mac app store, yep, right? Yep. It's about 20 bucks. And I use it for that. I use it for, I have a, like a local VPN setup, um, and a couple other things in there. It does like the, um, what is it? The, uh, caching like app updates and stuff in theory yeah. makes stuff faster. I've in right, practice right. been kind of questionable about how well it works, but Hey, yeah, um, I, cause, yeah, because I had that a number of years ago, and then and then they make you upgrade every time you upgrade a um, to another version, and I just dropped it at some point because I was really only doing the caching thing, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem like it was. I didn't notice that it was that much faster, and it didn't seem like I was like, oh, twenty well, bucks. They, I'll just well, <laughs> I'll yes. save the twenty bucks. Oh, for I mean, do they still make you pay every time? I think it's just. A, I think no. I think they make you well. I'm not sure I did. I feel like it's now just because it's an app in the App Store. So I, it would just update automatically? As far as I know. I'm trying to remember the last time I had to pay 20 bucks for it. I feel like it was a while ago. It's possible that that was when it moved from, that my my dropping it was when it moved to the Mac App Store. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that would probably that's do probably, it. That's probably what it is. But I, I've gotten a lot of use out of it. For 20 bucks. like, yeah, it has yeah. been pretty handy. So I'm a big fan of that. But I think it really hasn't been. It hasn't seen a lot of um, love and care no, in recent years. It gets a little bit of stuff every time there's an upgrade. It's certainly not, you know, it's not a marquee feature. Yeah, it's, it's not like the they're kind not, they're they not paying about. that much attention to it. No, yeah. but it, it does get updated. Like there is new stuff that gets rolled in, not like major new features, but like they do keep tweaking it and improving stuff. Because I see, I see update notes for it fairly frequently. Okay, so I like All it. Right. Well, I'm maybe I'll try that again. Um, yeah. Do you, uh, do you have anything to say about how I'm dressed today, John? I thought you might want to comment on that. <laughs> um, do I, do I know how you're dressed today? <laughs> uh, I assumed you could see me at all times. That's why I dress nice. <laughs> um, all I can, all I know, like you're wearing, you look like you're wearing a sweatshirt and I'm in a Boston cap. <laughs> that seems pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what your Skype icon looks like. That seems so. accurate. Okay um are we going where, where are we go oh <laughs> man man oh, that was with, that was painful no, with no lex here should... this is really tough <laughs> tough tough uh yeah tough times i'm uh um <laughs> i'm scrambling to find there we go okay you smooth, might have to cut smooth a little, as you might have to cut a little bit of no, that i'm not but... editing this show screw it oh you're not okay okay well this is the problem because lex isn't here and uh you know lex um lex stresses well um, probably better than either one of us. And um, but you know when summer rolls around, one of the things that happens is that there are lots of weddings. And when you go to a wedding, you want to dress well. And nothing looks better on a man than a uh, tailor-made suit. So I'm talking, of course, about our friends at Indochino. Indochino is making it easy to get perfectly tailored suits at an incredible price. You can choose from hundreds of top quality fabrics and personalize your suit just the way you want it, whether it's for work or, well, you know, like the wedding or another special occasion. Indochino has suited up hundreds of thousands of men and are now the largest made-to-measure men's brand in the world, which is pretty amazing. How it works. You go to Indochino.com or drop by one of their nine North American showrooms. Pick from hundreds of fabrics and patterns. Choose your customizations from lapels to pleats to jacket linings and more. Submit your body measurements, 
Kick back, relax, and get ready to step into the best, most stylish suit you've ever worn in just four weeks. This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $379 at Indochino.com when entering Rebound, the name of this show, at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, the shipping is free, of course, because that's how our advertisers do. That's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND for any premium suit for just $379 and free shipping. And and Indochino is spelled I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O. You'll never have to worry about badly fitting suits or expensive trips to the tailor again. Get ready to look like a million bucks for just $379. Very nice. Yeah, that's good. I should get one of those. I know. <laughs> and when you do, uh, make sure to update your Skype, Skype icon. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Um, I noticed as I was looking at some of the, uh, the news here today, so there's more uh, uh, leaks from the iOS 11 beta. Uh, it looks like there is some uh, information on the setup process for the HomePod. Uh, oh, okay. So it looks like basically you like sync it with your iPhone. Unsurprisingly, it kind of looks a lot like the AirPod sync process oh nice uh which from those of you who have airpods i hear very smooth it's very smooth yes i i've been really impressed with the work that apple seems to be doing in ios 11 and with its latest devices or there's a lot of annoying pieces of information that you have that when you have to like enter that all on your phone or whatever it's really a pain in the butt so for example uh i'm at i'm as we record this i'm actually at one of my family members houses and I, you know, yesterday I was like, oh, what's the Wi-Fi password? And they're like, oh, it's this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of knew that. But I hadn't, I, at some point, it got lost from my phone settings or whatever. And I noticed while trying to put it in on my iPad that there's a little note there that in iOS 11, if you have, um, you can just like bring your device next to another device where you're in their contacts and it will just send you the like Wi-Fi password. Really? I was like, that is awesome. That is exactly what I need. So basically, they've had stuff like this for a while with like the Apple TV setup where you could just like put your phone next to it. Right. Yep. And it would just be like, oh, yep, got the Wi-Fi network, etc. And so extending that a little more and sort of using almost like an airdrop style thing where you can just like put your phone next to another someone else's phone and it'll be like, here's the Wi-Fi password. Like, it's great because it does for, for Wi-Fi passwords what Touch ID did for passcodes on phones. Right. You can make right. it super long and super complicated. Mm-hmm. If you can easily and share it. Still, and still use it reasonably. Right. I mean, there's some downside to that, right? Because it works with Apple devices, presumably, but it won't work with anything else that you're hooking up to your network. So you still may end up entering a really long, stupid code for those things. But Why would you, why would you buy anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a good question. Uh, interesting that you asked that. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that they're trying to make it without compromising the security they are trying to make it way more convenient and easy to be able to exchange that those types of information same thing with um using your watch to unlock your laptop um yeah which i like but is extremely hit or miss for me really well so here's the thing it's sometimes when it works it'll work consistently for long periods of time and then when it if it fails for some reason like if i just don't haven't unlocked my watch or uh, I'm standing far away or something like that, I have a really hard time getting it to start working again. 
Uh, mm. A lot of times it requires mm. like a restart on the Mac, and then I have to like toggle the preference on and off. Because um, a lot of times I'll be sitting there, I'll like hit the button to wake it up, and I'll see the little spinner for like unlocking with Apple Watch, and it will just sit there forever how, and eventually how fail. Old, how old a Mac is it? I've had it on both my MacBook and my brand new iMac, less so on the iMac, but it's a... Because I've, I mean, I've never had that problem. This is a 2014 uh, Air. I'm not, I'm not alone in this. I know yeah. that. I've seen, I've seen and talked to a bunch of other people who have that. And when it works, it's great. It's just yeah. that it doesn't work like there are big swaths of time where it seems to fail for some reason. I don't know why if there's just like some, if it's bugs or if there's something to do with the like wireless connections that it's using chipsets. I don't know. But for me, yeah. it has been uh, it'll, certainly on my laptop, not as reliable as I would like. Huh. Huh. I have a problem with my AirPods. Sometimes when I change, if I change accounts on my Mac mm-hmm. um, and then, and then go back to my normal the one that I use with the AirPods, um, it won't see them for like a long time. Interesting. And I don't know why. I mean, I'm not even logging out of the the account that I'm in. I'm just like switching to another account. Um, sometimes I use it for like video record, you know, like desktop screenshot recording and stuff like that. Cause it's, you know, it's cleaned up it's, it's, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. to have just like a, like a bare bones account. And the, it just doesn't, it comes come back into the regular account and it's like it doesn't seem to know that i have airpods for and it often takes like a couple hours for it to find them again right yeah i don't know what it is about the wireless networking aspect but it definitely makes it uh sometimes there's i mean wireless networks wireless networks let's admit wireless networks are kind of black magic yeah <laughs> we've all had things fail and be like mm-hmm. i don't understand why this isn't working um yeah. and, and because there's no like things to unplug and replug at least when it comes to like peer-to-peer stuff right you know like can't unplug and replug your airpods really yeah. right exactly <laughs> so what yeah. do you do right like there's there's really I mean, you can repair no... them i mean but yeah. i don't i think i've tried that and it, you know and you pair them you do that process on ios I don't even know if you can. I assume you can do it on the Mac. I've never tried to do it on the Mac, um, but it's so much easier on iOS that I always do it on iOS if I ever have to. Um, and I never have this problem with on iOS. I mean, it always immediately finds my iOS devices, which yeah. is kind of annoying in a way because <laughs> I mean, it's good in, in one way because if like I'm like if I'm trying to listen to music and I can't connect to my Mac, I have all my music on my iPhone. I can just listen on on my iPhone instead. Right. Um, but. Uh, at, at the same time, it's like, okay, <laughs> when it works so well on this thing, why doesn't it also work perfectly well on the other thing? Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. It, it It's very frustrating when it doesn't work, uh, and I end up getting annoyed because I wish there were, like, more things I could tweak or more things I could mess yeah, with to make it work. Yeah. And- well, that, you know that keyboard, that keyboard that you, that split keyboard? that bluetooth thing mm-hmm. um i took it out last night it was a uh at a bar waiting some, for some friends to show up and i had my ipad and i was going to do some writing and um just wouldn't wouldn't connect oh, and i man. i mean it could actually no it connected but the, it wouldn't the key nothing would oh, type nothing came through work. yeah yeah i don't know i i that i like that keyboard but it is kind of worth exactly what you paid for it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> coming to find that out yeah yeah but uh i don't know um well there's a lot i was flipping through there i guess there's a lot more stuff in the betas there's some more rumors about a code name for an upcoming apple tv with 4k support which i would guess is probably coming in the fall 
Seems about yeah, that's the thing that there had been blurry pictures of supposedly, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm just seeing. Um, I mean, I don't know if those are real or not, but there in... some. There was a. I saw some rumor about blurry pictures of Apple's 4K TV. <laughs> I want 4K pictures of my Apple 4K TV. Please <laughs> stop with the blurry. <laughs> these are these were no Ks. These pictures. <laughs> um, I guess this is specifically from the TV OS 11 beta. Um, it mentions a code name for something that looks like a uh, a high uh, 4K Apple TV, and there was stuff. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this a few weeks back, but there was stuff like the rumors of the um, in the iTunes Store. There were things being listed. They start to list movies as HDR and or 4K available. There was something about that that came out a, a couple weeks ago, where they were starting to suggest that iTunes was going to have movies in 4K and HDR. Mm which would seem to suggest that there's an Apple right. TV that supports that, which makes perfect sense. Everything else has moved into, well, not everything else, but the hardware, most of the competitors' hardware, there is now a 4K option for most yeah. people. So I just don't, I don't have $10,000, so I don't... You have $10,000 for what? For, a t- for an Apple 4K TV. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's going to be, it's going to be expensive. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's mostly the 4K remote which is just super mm-hmm. high definition. That's right. Yeah. And it's um <laughs> very hard to figure out which which way you're supposed to point. <laughs> and 4K it's, it's it's like it's got it's got four completely unmarked buttons on it. Yeah. You use every time and they change <laughs> functions every time, so that's the worst part. <laughs> it's very frustrating. Yeah. Uh, There's also uh did you see this thing about um disabling touch ID? Um, oh yeah where you press the press the sleep button like five times yeah you press it five times and then and then you have to you hit something else right i think Um, it's so it's got something like the watch where you hit it five times and it brings up the option to call like emergency services right but i think it's just by default if you cancel out of it or something there it deactivates yeah i think that's it yeah you just cancel out right right which is so, smart. Which I like is it. good because, you know, as uh, we've discussed previously uh, a long time ago, they can, like, the police can compel you to put your finger on your phone, but they cannot compel you to put your passcode in. Right, exactly. So there's there's difference in the way those things are treated under the law, as I understand it. And right. so being able to quickly deactivate Touch ID if you are... Uh, you know, for example, there's been talk of people going across border crossings and having to give up their surrender their phones. Right. Um, so being able to deactivate that before that happens, always good. Yeah. Um, other circumstances where you might want to do that. So I'm a fan. I like it. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you could do it before, but it was just really cumbersome, right? Like you'd have to like basically keep trying to unlock it with an unregistered finger or something. Or you could um, reboot. You'd have to reboot, you could reboot the phone. it. Yeah. Turn it right. off. Yeah. Right. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Um, or you could wait four days and then it'll ask you for. <laughs> is it four days? I don't know. It just I don't pops know. Up I, you know, sometimes. I really don't know what it is. It just seems like it does it on ran- randomly. It's I like, agree. Every once in a while, it's like, nope, you got to put your passcode in now. Yeah, I've decided to check that you are still who you say you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm getting suspicious. You haven't checked Twitter in five minutes. It might not be you. Yeah. You, you may be dead. <laughs> <laughs> in which case it's a good thing that your girlfriend has her thumb has her that's right that's right phone. that's good that's that's a plus now um i see i don't know what else is going on 
Um, must have been some sort of weird Apple embargo. To I don't know. So both Parallels and VMware released, uh, or I guess there was news today about both Parallels and VMware having High Sierra support and Touch Bar support, which was kind of interesting. Oh. For emulation. I don't know. I haven't used virtualization. I haven't had to virtualize anything in Windows for a long time now. So, um, I I mostly just use uh, VirtualBox because it's free. Yes, that is a major advantage. And, it's, and it works fine, you know? I mean, the other ones, I think, work much more seamlessly. But in a way, I almost like the <laughs> the difference. You know, like, knowing that I'm in a different environment instead of having the apps launch oh, automatically. The seamless and just ones? Like, yeah. Yeah, I just I, you know I don't want to suddenly jump into a Windows app. <laughs> I need a little, a little I need a little warning. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't like that. That's kind of like a sort of sort of technological whiplash happening there. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, but my wife needs uh, occasionally has these. Um, uh, she gets surveillance videos sometimes from um, sure. like convenience stores and places like that, and they're always like these the worst Windows based software that you've ever seen in your entire life. Um. And all the videos are are only in Windows formats, um, and so they when they get them, the when she gets them, they're, they're EXE files. Um, oh my god! So you can't even. It's like it's not even anything that I could convert. Um, so yeah, that seems messy. And, and you know, and because of the like the legal implications, she doesn't want me to convert them because then we have multiple copies, and it's supposed to just stay on the the DVD that it's on. Right. Right. So right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Did we talk? We were off last week, as as our oh, listeners will know. Yeah. Um, so we didn't. We didn't talk. One ahead. thing we didn't talk about was the um, uh, rumors of a LTE enabled Apple Watch. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, interesting. I don't know. Yes. Is it? Is it? Are we? Are you in the market for that? Um, I don't know. Unless until I see like what the, I mean, because I don't really care about. Uh, I probably not. Because um, I don't care about um, making phone calls on it, particularly. It's not something I really want to do. And what else am I going to? What else am I going to do? I'm not going to web browse. I mean, I guess the idea being you could get notifications. Yeah, and I suppose with with AirPods, you I mean, maybe making phone calls would would be a little bit better. You could stream um, audio if you yeah. like ran around podcasts and music and stuff like that yeah it's not uh not high on my list i would rather have the screen on all the time like be able to see the time all the time yeah yeah (laughs) that's much higher um on my list but um i mean i'm sure that that's a probably a fairly big thing for many people i just don't feel like it is for me yeah i i it is not a thing that really um I find compelling uh, because there's so little that I do with my Apple watch. Like I'm not using apps on it for the most part. Like maybe, maybe having always on internet access would change that, but I also don't really think so. Um, I just don't picture myself going someplace for any length of time without my phone. Yeah. I think that's the big thing is that it isn't so good that I would leave my phone at home. Uh, I think the only circumstance is where that comes up are one. If you accidentally leave your phone at home, yeah. Uh, which is okay, great. Then you have like a fallback. Uh, I guess you could text someone and be like, "Oh, I forgot my phone," but I can, you know, still, right. you can still stay in touch. Or I mean, you can always do already do some stuff all offline, right? Because I think you can use Apple Pay even if you don't have your phone, right? Your watch. 
Um, right. And then you could have like local music on it, but you could stream it. And that's the other thing is is going exercising, right? Like people who like to go and run and want to just run with their Apple Watch. And there are people who do it now because you can just put your music on it and just stream the music to your Bluetooth headphones. Yeah. Um, and so I guess you you wouldn't miss notifications, for example, um, if you were out running and somebody had to text you, whether it be an emergency or just like, a, hey, while you're out, can you pick up some milk or whatever? Like, I guess there is a convenience to that. But I'm not sure that the trade-off is good enough for what's almost certainly going to be somewhat of a battery hit. Uh, yeah. Even if it's smart about like when it uses it, right, and defaults to using the uh, iPhone the most of the time or a Wi-Fi network, it's still probably going to take up some power, some space. And, and plus, is it going to be um, a uh, another contract? That's the other. Or is it just going to piggyback on the contract that you have because there's no way in hell I'm getting another contract. I assume that it's going to be kind of like those. I don't know. If it's, Data plans have changed so much in the last few years. Like I just saw a thing Verizon, I guess, is now offering new unlimited plans, etc. But like I assume it'll just be an additional monthly fee for some a device that you want to add on. It's not going to be any more. I, I imagine it's not going to be any more than ten dollars, and it's not going to be any less than five dollars. Um, but either way, that's another sixty yeah. to one hundred twenty dollars a year. Right. Um, and I, I'm, I'm. I don't know if I'm confident, but I'm pretty solid on thinking that if they roll out a new Apple Watch, it's going to be kind of like the iPad, where it's like you can get your Wi-Fi only Apple Watch, or you can pay, you know, a hundred bucks more and get an LTE enabled Apple Watch. And for me, I just don't, I definitely don't see that being compelling. Also, are there going to be different versions, or is it going to be an LTE <laughs> chip that works with all the bands? I don't know. Yeah, seems weird. Um, I'm not buying it. So. <laughs> literally or figuratively literally or figuratively i don't know i there was some talk at first that there might be a uh, form factor refresh but everybody seems to have walked that back okay uh and i just don't see i like my apple watch a lot uh and if it broke today i would probably go out and buy a series two um but i would not not today though well not today today well because because i you know i've I, like my wife's did break um right. And the screen, it just keeps getting worse and worse. Um, and so we're trying to figure out what to do. But it doesn't seem like now is a good time to run out and buy one. No, I wouldn't do it today. Even like a, like a refurb. I mean, I, it seems like if I'm going to... You would wait drop a few a month. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a month would be... Yeah, I mean, but like, so, it, it, you know, I feel like were this not a refresh that was imminent, I would replace it with a better version. Sure. But I'm not in a position where I feel like I want to necessarily jump up a level because there's there's not much that it doesn't do that I really want it to do. Right. So that's my feeling about that. Well, well, um, <laughs> all right. So before we wrap up though, Lex isn't okay. here, which means it's time for our time honored tradition of discussing things that Lex has no interest in. <laughs> so I've finished oh, it, but I'm three and a half episodes into the defenders. Uh huh. Um, I'm enjoying. I think it. it hold, I think I'm done. Okay. I got all the way through pretty fairly quickly, like a couple of days. Um, and uh, I, I enjoyed it all the way through. Uh, I've enjoyed I, everything you know, I I've think watched it, so far. Yeah, I, I think like many of them, it it, it front loads a little bit. <laughs> I think yes. it's a little better at the beginning. Although uh, some of the the later, it like the it's maybe just the last two that are not as it, always the the big fight at the end is is good, but it's not like amazing. Um. I just watched and, the uh, episode that has the hallway fight where the four of them kind of meet up for the first time. Yeah, that's fun. I enjoyed that. 
I yeah. thought that was well done. It was nice to see you've invested by this point, if you're like me, and you've invested, you know, what, 48 hours? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. Oh, that's only one season of each. I include Daredevil season two. So if you yeah, invested right, right. 60 hours or so. It's a lot. Uh, then, it's a lot of time. You know, you want to pay off. And I feel like pretty good for the most part. There are definitely some things in there, you know. Iron Fist is a problematic character. <laughs> yeah. They seem to, as I've been saying several places, they seem to hate him for some reason. <laughs> I mean, because everybody comments about how dumb he is. Like, <laughs> Stick says something about how dumb he is. The villain says something about how dumb he is. <laughs> he, he kind of is pretty dumb. <laughs> he is, yeah. Um, everybody's got to have somebody to beat up on, I guess. I did enjoy watching Luke Cage hand him his ass at the end of season, uh, episode two. Yeah. I was pretty excited yeah. about that. So. Mm-hmm. I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, some good performances. I enjoy Sigourney Weaver. I think she yeah, makes a good villain. I think she's, she's, she's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's a sort of nuanced character. Um, yeah. Certainly evil, but nuanced. Yeah. Evil, but nuanced is my, ta- is like what it says on my family crest. 